Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James. And it is great to be here with you. James, you and I are pretty competitive people, you would say, right? This is completely true. And I will, but I'm more competitive than you are. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you are. You are your <laughs> next level. I thought I was bad until I met you. But at the same time, we are... Uh, the fact that you just back down just then shows how yeah. more competitive than you are. Yeah. I know. But having said all that, uh, if I do say so myself, we are both very um, athletically gifted in our chosen sports. That's right. We're, we're not necessarily like going to be the tallest or the, you know... We might not stand out, but once you see us play, you understand what we can do. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So, in light of that, I want to ask, mm. what is your most painful memory of not getting into a team? Oh, ow, wow, okay. You talk about my athletic you. prowess, <laughs> and now you want me to talk about a rejection story. Okay, Ash, fine. Uh, I reckon, I can remember under-16s uh, in my rep basketball club, and I remember the first team coach uh, announcing who had made the first team. And I think I was pretty upset and they uh, took me over to the side and explained that I just wasn't quite there for the first team. And I remember kind of like pushing back a little bit, like I think I'm this, I think I'm that. And they were like, I don't think that's true. Oh, and it, it was just, it was rough. And then I had to just live with it for the rest of that season, being in the second team and, oh, just, it guts me. And it, I don't think it was unfair, but I really feel like I was working harder than a bunch of dudes. And I just, yeah, it's that, that's always been tough. Yeah, that sounds really traumatic. I think the most painful one was for 15 year reps for netball. So I'd been in the team for the last couple of years. We'd won state the previous year. Um, and I was really starting to come into my own. Like I am someone who, like I'm such a perfectionist and I used to be a shooter. So that can really play on your mind and I was actually really affecting my game quite negatively in the first couple of years playing four reps. Um, but then by 15 years, I was like feeling confident and I was getting my mojo back and the coaches were super impressed with me. Um, and then just for some random reason did not get selected. Oh, wow. Okay. See. All right, we're gonna have to stop ourselves because I think we, <laughs> the whole we podcast could talk, will be this. Yeah, we could talk about this for a long time, but we, we we did bring this up for a reason, kids, and that is because today we're gonna see how Jesus picked a team for himself, and we're gonna think about what it means today to be part of Jesus's team, and whether we all can be in Jesus's team. Does he only pick some, like he does in this story, and what does that mean for us? So let's get to it. Our reading today comes from Luke chapter 6, and it's verses 12 to 16. So it's kind of a short passage, but uh, it's going to be a fun one for us to talk about. So here we go from verse 12. About that time, Jesus went off to a mountain to pray, and he spent the whole night there. The next morning, he called his disciples together and chose twelve of them to be his apostles. One was Simon, and Jesus named him Peter. Another was Andrew, Peter's brother. There was also James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, 
and James, the son of Alphaeus. The rest of the apostles were Simon, known as the eager one, Jude, who was the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed Jesus. got going on there yeah it's good that's a full basketball team like 12 guys that's about right you know that's a pretty good semi-professional outfit there looking good (laughs) so what did you get from the passage james well like i said at the start this is kind of jesus picking his team and i've not really noticed before how it actually says there in verse 13 that the next morning he called his disciples together and then chose 12 of them like Lots of us have probably heard about the 12 apostles and that Mm. sort of stuff. But this does kind of make it feel like a sports situation, right? Where he calls everyone together and then he says, these are my A-team guys. Like, these are the the guys I'm going to be doing some stuff with. Which, yeah, kind of stood out as pretty interesting. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. And I was really interested when I was reading the passage to recognize that there's actually a difference between being a disciple and an apostle which um yeah like for you guys i only just learned this today so i'm going to try and maybe explain the differences between them and james can correct me if i'm wrong (laughs) so to be a disciple means to be a follower of jesus so these were people who sort of recognized who jesus was he was someone special and they were following him around and seeing all the kind of things he was doing But then the apostles have this extra special role where Jesus has chosen them specifically for the role of going out and spreading the news and telling others about who Jesus is. How am I doing so far? Yeah, pretty good. So apostle literally means sent one. So it's it's the ones who's sending out. Imagine being called the sent one. Oh, that's pretty good. It is. Yeah. I don't mind rocking up being like, I am the sent one. (laughs) It's pretty good. So I've got a question for you then. Yeah. Today, as... Christians, mm. are we an apostle? Are we a disciple? Or are we both? Ooh. Well, here is a pro tip for you guys at home, kids. Uh, if you've ever got a chance in like Bible questions or theology, which is the study of God, and somebody gives you the both option, you're probably going to want to take the both option. Yeah. Most of the time. Not always, but most of the time. So yeah, we are both disciples and apostles. So An important thing to remember here is that Jesus chose these 12 to be sent ones, but this is before Jesus died and rose again. So before his death, they had the special job of him sending them out to tell people about what he was doing and to call people uh, to him, a little bit like what John the Baptist was doing. But after Jesus dies and then rises again, we see in the book of Acts how he doesn't just send the apostles out, but there's a bigger group of his followers who he is going to send out. So we read in the book of Acts that Jesus isn't just sending out his 12, his 12 apostles, he's sending out more disciples than that. And in the book of Matthew, just before Jesus ascends to go up into heaven, we see that he says to his disciples and to a whole bunch of guys that are actually there, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and I will be with you always. And so that call to to go out and tell people about Jesus is no longer just for those 12 apostles, Mm. it's for all Christians. So we are both. Excellent 
answer. I'm very impressed. Thank you. And it's interesting that you've brought up the book of Acts because actually at Kids Church at the moment, Mm. we are going through a series on Acts and we've been talking all about how as Christians, we have a responsibility and a call to go out and do Jesus's mission, which is to tell people about Jesus and make sure that people from all across the world know who he is and come to believe in him. It's a pretty special team to be on, hey? Yeah, and that's the great thing about it is that when you look at these disciples and the apostles, uh, these weren't really the A-team guys. No. They make lots of mistakes. They don't get it. They are slow to learn. It's not until Jesus dies and rises again and he sends the Holy Spirit that they're really equipped to do everything that he's called them to do. And it should be super encouraging for us that no matter whether you've been the first person picked on a team or whether you've not made the team, whether it's sports or music or any sort of hobby or anything like that, when we believe in Jesus, we are joined to him and we are part of his team and he has a, a mission for us to play a part in and we can all uh, be on his team, which is awesome. It's now time for our special guest of the week. Now, James, I want to give you some clues about this special guest and I want to see if you and the kids at home listening can work out who it is before I reveal them. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. This person is younger than you. Okay. Uh, You must be pretty young then. Yep. (laughs) Uh, They have blonde hair. Okay. Yep. And they also help out at kids' church. Hmm. Younger than me. Blonde hair. Help out at kids. It's not you, right? You can't be the special guest on your own show. I could be, but I'm not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Kids, do you know? Any guesses at home? Like funny. Okay. You're going to have to tell me. I got no idea. Okay. This week's special guest is Lachlan. Oh, of course. Awesome. What a great guest. An awesome guest because kids, you might not know, but Lachlan is not only a kids' church teacher, but outside of church, he's actually training to be a teacher in high schools as well. So we thought it'd be really awesome to chat to Lachlan and hear a little bit about what life is like for him working in Christian high schools. So let's uh, have a chat to Lachlan and hear all about it. Hi, Lachlan. How are you? Hi, Ash. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Yourself? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. It's a pleasure. So I know that uh, you're currently teaching in a Christian high school, which is pretty cool, but I mm-hmm. actually remembered the other day that you also went to a Christian school as a student. So what was your experience like in a Christian high school and were there any teachers that had a really big influence on you? Oh, are you asking me to shout out people in the church, Ash? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Of of course, uh, one of the teachers that actually taught me when I was at school, uh, he goes to the church. His name is Mr. Johnston or or Cameron, uh, which is still a bit awkward when I call him his first name. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding, Cameron, if you're listening. Uh, You know, I I had a a multitude of wonderful Christian teachers, uh, Cameron including, who were all... Uh, able to to mold me into uh, a more responsible adult. Um, sometimes when, uh, admittedly, my behaviour was not as good, uh, these Christian teachers were able to recognise what I was going through. And rather than maybe just telling me off and saying, oh, you did the wrong thing, uh, they'd do that, but they'd also 
get down on my level and understand where I was coming from uh, and turn that into uh, a positive experience where uh, I knew that I was forgiven for my mistakes, not just by them, but by God. Mm. Okay, awesome. That sounds like you had such a good experience. It sounds like it was super supportive. And so I guess speaking of uh, teachers that had an influence on you, you're now, uh, I guess, in their shoes and getting to be a role model and influence other kids who go to Christian schools. So can you tell me a little bit uh, about what it's like to work in a Christian school? Mm, Yes, I am now one of the the big adults uh, in that building. I'm not a a little kid who wears the the school uniform and uh, wears big high socks. I'm actually an adult who hangs around in the staff room and does things like marking. Um, I guess the the big change with now being a a teacher at that school is um, though there's a bit more responsibility, uh, there's also so many more opportunities to actually do all of the wonderful things that I had teachers do for me. So now when I'm the teacher who has a student misbehaving and I teach a high school student, so I often do. Um, but when I have one of these kids who maybe he's not having as a flash hot uh, a day, uh, even though I've got to do things like you know, sign his diary and, and mark him as misbehaving, um, uh, I, it's lovely that I get to have that opportunity to get down uh, and um, really offer some pastoral care to them. Uh, also being a Christian teacher is wonderful because it means that when I'm teaching uh, something boring like Shakespeare or uh, some big English books that, that you kids will be reading when you're in high school, um, we can read them uh, from the perspective of, of students and we can gather what these uh, authors and texts are trying to teach us. But we can also look at it about, um, sorry, we can also look at these books uh, in how they interact with the Christian worldview. So when we're reading uh, Shakespeare and we're learning about how um, these characters were, were getting revenge on each other, we can actually, or I as the teacher, can then pause for a moment and ask my students, so do we think that revenge on our enemies is an appropriate way to seek justice? And I can then actually ask those students um, how they think they should treat people and uh, if I'm lucky, if I'm really lucky, I can then say what I think is a good idea. Rather uh, than getting our revenge on someone, we should forgive them because that's what the Bible teaches us to do. And I have full liberty and freedom to uh, connect that to the Bible as much as I want. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh, Lachlan, it sounds like you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at Kids Church very soon. Absolutely. Can't wait to see everyone. And I hear that uh, I might be seeing a new friend, Country Carl. I'm, I'm not sure if we've heard oh, of him before. I haven't yeah. heard about him. I'm very excited to meet him. No, I'm trying to get him to come along to church. <laughs> well, we'll be very welcoming to him when he arrives. <laughs> Absolutely. I've no doubt. Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Lachlan. 
So this is usually our time for question of the week. But James and I were talking earlier and we remembered that a few weeks ago, James had mentioned a book that he was reading with his kids uh, and we never got a chance to come back and actually tell you a little bit more about it. So because James has had such a good experience going through this book with his kids, he really wants to share a little bit more about it. So James, tell me what's the name of this book? Yeah, so it's called Everyone a Child Should Know. It's written by Claire Heath-White and illustrated by Jenny Blake. Uh, sorry, Brake. And she, the, it's, a, it's a collection of mini histories of 50 people uh, through Christian history. I think it's 50. It's something like that. Oh, 52. Uh, there's 52 people uh, from Christian history, and it tells us a little bit about uh, how they loved Jesus and what they did and something special about each of them. Cool. And so how far back in history do these people go? Oh, yeah. So I think the furthest back that I can remember is about uh, 1,800 years or so. So getting back wow. pretty close to the time of Jesus, like just a few hundred years after he lived himself. So uh, Augustine is in there, and I think uh, then there's some others from around that time period. Uh, so it's really cool to hear about Christians who lived in a completely different time from us, but who were still loving Jesus and doing different things. And I think uh, the most recent ones are just from uh, the 21st century. So just sneaking into like the last 20 years and that sort of stuff. Wow, that sounds really cool. And uh, is it just men uh, featured in this book or are there some women as well? No, it's really great actually. So lots of Christian histories that you read, there's lots of men that we've probably heard of and that sort of thing. But this book makes a real effort to include lots of great godly women who have done wonderful things for the Lord through history. Uh, and so there's lots of women in there as well, which is really, really encouraging. Uh, and some of them have been married to guys that you might have heard of. So Katie Von Bora, who was Martin Luther's wife, she's in there. Uh, Susanna Wesley, who is the mother of John and Charles Wesley, who you might have heard of mm -hmm. there and there. But there's also lots of people that you probably never heard of before. Uh, and these are both uh, famous people in their own time uh, that are sort of passed out of memory for lots of people or people that even back then weren't that well known, but Christians have remembered them because of the great things that they did for God. Wow, that sounds like a really, really interesting book. And I know that whenever I hear about people through history who have done bold things for God, it makes me start to reflect a little bit on my own life and different ways that I can stand up for God in um, the situations that I experience. So kids, I thought it'd be good this week for you to have a think about that question yourself. So as a Christian, what is something that you can do to stand up for God and declare his name? If you have a think about it and you've got something really interesting to share, we would love to um, discuss it next week on the podcast. So you can either write us a letter and um, send it to us through an email or Facebook, or you could record it like you do with your regular questions each week. We would love to hear how you guys are um, looking to the future to be able to um, glorify God and really be um, declaring his name. Yeah, and so kids, uh, this is just a quick message for mum and dad. I think this is a great one, parents, uh, for you to get for the kids. Uh, it really does have all sorts of people in there, and I'm sure that your kids will connect with somebody, whether uh, they love sports, and you've got somebody like Eric Little, who was a famous athlete who loved Jesus and his story, uh, all the way through to, you know, if you've got a communicator in your family, somebody who's just chatty and loves to talk, you can talk to them about how this person from history was, was like that and loved telling people about Jesus. There's all sorts of stuff. So highly recommended, uh, and you can easily go Google that and find a link to uh, a place that can sell it for you. So the book again is called Everyone a Child Should Know by Claire Heath-White and illustrated by Jenny Brake.
that wraps up another episode of the Gosford Pizza Kids Cast. James, I hope that we didn't bring up too much childhood trauma from today's reflections. I'm genuinely thankful that I know Jesus and that he loves me and that I'm not defined by every team that I've made through my life and that I'm always on Jesus' team. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And it genuinely is the best team to be on, isn't it? It really is. Uh, Would you like to pray for us to finish up? I would love to. Dear God, thank you that through what Jesus has done for us and through faith in him, we can be a part of your team now and forever. Thank you, Father, that it doesn't matter whether we are good at sport or music or any hobby or craft or anything else like that. Uh, You love all of us and you welcome us into your family and onto your team and you give us a mission to do. You give us your mission to be a part of, to make your name known throughout this world. So please, Lord, whatever you've made us good at, whatever we're able to do, may we use it in order to tell people about you, uh, to serve in your church and to lift your name on high. And we thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, kids. We'll see you next week.